Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. We'll visit today with a little bit of economics, and maybe we might even mention gold. And gold has been in the news again. This time, gold has taken some corrections. I'm sure it caught the attention of anybody that's been interested in what happens with gold. But uh, we don't deal with just thinking about gold. We think more about the money. Instead of saying, what's the price of gold? We want to think about what is the value of the dollar. And it's the value of the dollar that determines the ratio to gold. And that's the important issue. And that's uh, important because uh, the way governments react, it makes a big difference. If they think it's just the price of gold, they might want to regulate it <laughs> and, and come in with all of these schemes of what, what you do to regulate and fix prices. But anyway, we'll be talking about that. But uh, I do want to recognize uh, Birch Gold, the company we are partners with, uh, dealing with the gold issue. And uh, they have some information and literature that they will pass out if you have, have not gotten interested or want to refresh your memory about, about it, because uh, there's nothing utterly stable about the ratio between gold and silver, and you have to make investment decisions, and that's what uh, Birch Gold does. They help in that sense. So if you're interested in getting some information, and it's free, you don't have to pay for it, you just text uh, Ron, nine eight nine eight nine eight and they will send you the material this can be very helpful to you and might have help you understand you know the big shifts one thing for sure the conditions we have today uh in the economy is it's instability you know you can't you can't uh, really uh, analyze things on economic rules because you have uh, economic rules and economic conditions and then you have a lot of other variables, but the one variable that you can bet nobody has a computer that can figure it out, and that is what will government do? But ultimately is what will the consumer do? And of course, uh, Austrian economics teaches that uh, there's a subjectivity in what the uh, consumers do and what's happened. So that's uh, some of the reasons why getting a little bit more information about, uh, about gold may be very helpful to you. And once again, you can get this from Birch Gold if you text Ron at 989898. Okay, and Chris, uh, we, we want to talk a little bit about what's going on now, and it's a mess. And I think the word I used in the introduction was unstable, instability. And, uh, you know, things are gyrating. And, uh, you know, the stock market, in a way, is less so than one might anticipate. But I think it's uh, rigged as well. I think almost every decision made by the Federal Reserve and the government and Treasury is designed to protect the corporations and uh, big banks. Big banks, you know, can get bailed out uh, where the, the benefits uh, go to the, the, the ones who are on the inside. But the payments have to come from the average person, the middle class and the poor. So you can find trillions of dollars off budget by the Federal Reserve and bail out their friends. At the same time, uh, you know, they, they tax, and I'll tell you what I mean by tax, they tax the poor and the middle class. Well, they don't pay much income tax anyway, but how can you tax them? Well, you just print up the money to base the currency, and the percentage of money that you need to buy food 
is very high in the poor and it's irrelevant in the very wealthy. So I don't care what the price of bread is, but others do. And that's where the taxes fa falls on those individuals. And that also leads to social chaos. And that's what we're facing. But we do see, say, face a lot of uh, financial chaos right now, especially in the banks. Big banks are failing. Uh, but there's a lot of money being used to bail out the banks and banks are being sold. Uh, the Fed comes to a rescue and uh, things, things are chaotic. But uh, if there wasn't this, de this determination to print whatever is necessary, it would be even worse. But that doesn't justify it. That just means you're giving it more morphine to a, an addict. And, oh, yeah, I'm feeling better today. I think I like this stuff. So the markets will feel better, but they're not feeling a whole lot better. Right now, there's still a lot of concerns, even though the stocks were up today and, and people were feeling a little bit better. But uh, ultimately, the problems are there. And when you think about it, another way they handle this, and we're noticing it, especially here in Texas, property taxes go up to compensate for the inflation that is created. And that hasn't hit the market yet. They talk about the, the damage done in the commercial properties. And they said that hasn't even hit yet. So they have the problems of the regional banks. They have the problem of, uh, uh, of commercial properties. And so there's a lot out there. And it's based on uh, the, big, the big issue is debt. Oh, that's okay. The debt will be taken care of because, you know, they're working together. And I think they said hello to the president the other day. So therefore, now there's going to be a bipartisan solution. Always oh, seems to happen. The deadline of when we start to default at 1st of June, that's a farce because the deadline has been long past. That's when you, you default by printing money, debasing the value, and cheating the people who have to rely on a reasonable uh, definition of what the money is. No definition, and the, and the economy just wanders, the speculators come in, the, the special interests are protected, and, it can, and the policies continue. The welfare state marches on, talk about stopping it, but it doesn't stop, it can't. You're not going to take one nickel you know, out of any program that people want because it would be bad psychology, so they can't do that. And there's not going to be bringing the troops home. More people are talking about it, and I like that, bringing our troops home. But no, the special interests control that, and so far the welfare, for, welfare warfare state is in big, big, you know, is in good condition, and it's going to continue. But Chris, what I would argue is we have to understand the money issue. And the disintegration of the value of the dollar, which was at first defined uh, at one twentieth of an ounce of gold. Therefore, the price of, of, uh, of gold was $20. And that was a long time ago. And since that time, that's moved up a little bit. It's over 2000 So it shows what's going on. But anyway, Chris, tell us what we ought to be doing and let, telling us, tell us what we ought to send a message to Washington on. Yeah. Well, Dr. Paul, what we're trying to do today is to correctly identify the problem. Obviously, there's financial turmoil, but what can happen is you could misdiagnose the problem and your solutions will just make things worse, which is what government is notorious for. 
you know, so we have a Federal Reserve, and uh, I'm going to state the obvious first. It should not exist. It's unconstitutional, immoral, but it does exist. Uh, no one knows what interest rates should be. The market should set them. But today's problems stand from 10 to 15 years of 0% rates and QE. Everybody should remember what that all, you know, what that was, because that created a decade's worth of malinvestments, crazy investments. Anybody, just look at our warped economy. Look at what corporations are doing. It, they're losing money on this woke stuff, you know, and, and they don't learn from the other ones. Another one will do it, and they'll lose tons of money. I mean, this is not a normal economy. This is all, and who's financing all of this nonsense? So this, these are all malinvestments, and malinvestments need to be liquidated. And that's what rising rates do. Rising rates puts pressure on all the stuff that was just dreamed up with 0% interest rates. So the problem, obviously, you know, it hurts. You know, there's, we're, we're living in turmoil, but the turmoil was inevitable. The moment that they put rates at zero and then kept it there for 10 to 15 years and printed all those trillions of dollars. So the solution is not, you know, so, oh, stop, stop, start printing again. That'll just make the problems worse. So that's what we're trying to do today. Pin the blame where it belongs on QE and 0% interest rates. Very good. I want to go over once again because I've mentioned certain dates in monetary history that are very important. And if we would uh, observe this and anticipate what harm they will do, maybe we would slow it up. But uh, sometimes, uh, you know, cause and effect is difficult with monetary policy. Sometimes they can cheat, run up debt, print the money, and people feel good about it, and it could last a lot longer than it deserves. And yet, right now, what's a big problem is it, uh, it's, it's not doing well, and people are starting to get frightened, which they should. But of course, when our country started, uh, there, there was a definition of the dollar. It was, de it was defined in silver weight, but it was also recognized that uh, the gold dollar back then, it was a ratio of $20 to an ounce, ounce of gold. And that lasted for about 120 years or so. It lasted all the way up until 1913, when uh, this was the opening salvo against you know, sound money introducing the whole idea of a central bank that would lead, as predicted even back then, because there was resistance even then, it would lead to the day when they would easily debase the currency. It didn't happen right away, but they happened to use the Fed to fight the World War One, and there was an inflation there that required a depression of 1921. So it was off to a bad start, but it worked because we were a wealthy country, uh, we had a lot of natural resources, and there was a lot of growth there. So it wasn't like, oh, they did this, they passed this, it's going to lead to problems. Well, it takes a while because that in itself didn't make a difference. But came, came the depression that was brought on by the Fed because of the inflation of the 20s, and we had the Great Depression. Uh, you know, Roosevelt was elected to come in and do something. So he closed the banks and stole the gold from the people. That is, he had, they had to turn it into the government, even though their, silver, their gold coins are worth $20 an ounce. Uh, they, they took the gold, gold in. And what did the government do? They immediately debased it and made it $35 an ounce so that the people didn't get the benefit of this, but the government did. So that, that, those were big dates. You know, then that was in 1933 that Roosevelt did that. But they, you know, then they limped along with the ratio at $35 an ounce 
And it was predicted then because we became the reserve currency of the world that we'd print too much, we would build an empire, we'd lead to all the problems that we have. But people were feeling good about it. They were on a drunken binge, you know, free money. And uh, it seemed to do pr pretty well. Uh, but <clears throat> the predictions that it wouldn't last uh, came about in 1971. Finally, the foreign holders of dollars, Americans couldn't own gold, but foreigners could. And the, the pseudo gold standard was if you have a, for, if a foreigner had $35 an ounce, they could turn it in $35 and get an ounce of gold. Well, we were running out of gold, so Nixon closed the gold window. And so, boy, that's a big deal. That's going to lead to even bigger problems. Not the next day, but as days went on, it kept getting worse. It, but uh, in the 70s, gold jumped from 35 up to $800. And this, and they, but they continue to do that. What, what was the big next big event? Chris has already mentioned it. <clears throat> and that has to do with uh, QE. They ran into a lot of problems and the predictable events of recession, depression, and uh, came. And uh, that, of course, led to the big, uh, they called it the giant recession, but it was a depression in 2008. That's when they introduced the notion, well, boy, this is a big deal. We better really, really inflate the currency. So they had QE, quantitative easing, whatever you need. Oh, and if you need low interest rates, we'll take them so low they'll be negative. They took them down to zero, but the real rate was less than that. <clears throat> and then people said, hey, well, feeling good, and things are still limping along. But eventually, that was predictable because from 08 up until the present time, we're feeling the consequence of that ridiculous policy of QE, artificial interest rates, huge budget uh, spending and deficits and now we're at this crisis period of time that will not go away easily chris right it will not and that's you know what we're going through is not easy and who knows uh what's ahead it may get even harder um but this is what happens when you print funny money qe zero interest rates i mean what an absurd idea and now we got to face the consequences and there's an analogy that a lot of us use because it's so good of an analogy. You know, all that QE, it takes us away from economic realities. It's an artificial situation, artificial boom. It makes you feel like you're richer than you really are. And it's very similar to drinking alcohol. You know, you detach from reality a little bit. But when you overconsume, uh, you, you're going to have a hangover. And when, when the hangover appears, you don't say, oh, look at him, he's sick. Get him a drink, hurry up, he needs more to drink. No, you'll eventually die if you do that. But look at what's, going to ha what's happening now and what's going to happen. They want to keep doing you know, the bad stuff. Print more, print more, stop, stop this, go back, pivot. They want him to pivot. You know, and we live in, a, our world is one of cause and effect, and we can't get rid of that, but unfortunately, People, no matter what it is, run to government to try to eliminate effects. Do something to eliminate this pain. The government will do something, but it will add to your pain every single time. There's no exceptions. So, you know, and that's what may happen. If they do pivot at some point soon or whatever, they're just going to create a bigger mess down the road. Very good. 
You know, the um, manifestations of inflating the currency is not always the same. You know, you can't predict the exact length of time, but you can predict certain events. So if there is monetary inflation, QE is gigantic monetary inflation, you know it's going to debase the value of the currency and certain prices will go up. And, uh, and that will happen, but still you don't know the details. So this irrational uh, policy might be designed to protect the banks and the big corporations, protect the uh, foreign policy of intervention and all these, <clears throat> and all these things. But uh, eventually, the policy, and the policy was designed, well, how they describe it is, they were describing it as, you know what, if we could only get the prices to rise instead of the prices being so low and interest rates so low, we want 2% interest rate, 2% uh, price increases, <coughs> which is crazy. They want to purposely devalue and steal the money in the value of the money at a 2% rate. Well, that came and went, and now it's up to 10%. So guess what? The goal is 2% inflation rate. So now they're working to try to get it down. That's how crazy their, their policies are. But, uh, you know, it, <coughs> it is manifested by uh, certain things. One is that uh, people are realizing that the reserve currency of the world is being challenged. And that is a big deal. Every day you hear stories about competition for the dollar as a reserve currency. And also, though, in the bill is the plan that some have for having a worldwide digital currency to measure everything everybody does. That's not going to happen overnight. But just the thought of it and the goal of that, it's already started to a large degree. That will not be good. Liberties are lost under these conditions. Chris? Very good, Dr. Paul. I'll finish. And yes, uh, just because they have crazy ideas like CBDCs does not mean that it is inevitable. They had a crazy idea of vaccine passports where we were supposed to stay up to date constantly every six months or whatever and then prove that we're up to date. And in order to function in society, they did not get that. So they are not all knowing. They, uh, you know, they're just flawed human beings that have too much power. Um, I'll finish by saying, Dr. Paul, you know, we, we live with scarce resources, land, labor, capital. These are not unlimited. None of them are unlimited. And prices are supposed to tell us the truth. They're not supposed to lie to us. We're supposed to have profits and losses. Profits tell you, hey, do more of this. People want this. Uh, you know, make more of these. You're doing good. Losses are the opposite. You know, stop doing this. Do less of it or stop altogether like the horse and buggy, you know. That we need these signals, the marketplace, to do this. This cannot be centrally planned. Now, when the central planners come in and they rig prices and profits and losses are all messed up, not telling you the truth, all these bad ideas get funded. You know, all these bad ideas now have to compete with all the good ideas. And when that competition heats up, prices get, you know, they, uh, we get inflation. Because all of these ideas are all competing for scarce resources. And that, uh, ultimately, you get to where we are now, where the Fed has to, I get, we give up. You have to raise interest rates. Uh, all the unprofitable stuff is exposed. And all the unprofitable are going to scream and holler that they should be saved. That you know, but you know, you just can't do it in a world with scarce resources. You need an honest prices, honest money, honest profits and losses, and then you can have an honest uh, economic prosperity. Chris, thank you. 
We're uh, witnessing a, a period of time where people do get confused on what's happening because sometimes they say, well, let's uh, stop the inflation and they'll go to the members of Congress and the government and say, well, the prices are going up too high. So uh, give me more money so I can pay the bills. <laughs> and of course, it's too much money that created the inflation and that's <clears throat> that just further dilutes the value of the money. But there are other things going on and this at the state level, which I get pretty excited about because several states now, and there will be a vote next week in Missouri's House dealing with this subject. And, and that is putting an emphasis and permitting, once again, what the Constitution says, that the states can only make gold and silver legal tender. And they deal with this. Several other states have done it. But Missouri's having this very special vote. I think it's fantastic because it's very constitutional, calls attention to it, and also reflects the fact that more and more people are waking up to the fact how important this issue is and how do you solve it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, <clears throat> get passing a bill in the Congress that abolishes the Fed. I mean, that would be nice, and we're not quite ready, but we are ready for state legislatures to stand up and say, and we have an obligation. It says that only the states can regulate, you know, the, uh, uh, can only regulate gold and silver as legal tender. That, to me, I, th I think is great, and more will do it. So I think the educational effort to teach people about the Federal Reserve and how biased it is, Auditing a Fed is great. We'll learn more about it, but we still need to do everything possible. We need to raise up another generation that's taught different economics in our schools. And all government schools are for teaching the same economic policy. They are not teaching free markets, sound money economics. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.